It is Monday, June 20th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the business, but when you inevitably break them or lose them or both, they will replace those great sunglasses. I am so happy to be back in the saddle with Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We've got producer Dan along the way as well. Uh, as you can tell by my voice, it has been a very long weekend. We just got back last night from the beautiful John Boy Media Warehouse in Jersey City, New Jersey, where we will have some amazing content coming out in the near future. First of all, how is your body after a weekend of uh, playing floorball? It's, uh, you know, I don't feel as bad as I thought I was going to feel. You know, uh, the first couple of days, I was really winded doing that. I guess I'm not in like cardio shape like that, like those sprints. Um, but the body's held up. Um, I'm happy to be back home, though. Today's going to be a, like a recovery day for me for sure. Uh, but I feel great. You know, I'm, I'm young and I'm in shape and I'm, I'm an athlete. So, so I'm good, Chris, you know. So I had to call uh, 11 games in three days, but screaming at the top of my lungs because they were that exciting. So that's why I sound like this. I apologize. I wish I didn't. I do, but we're going to battle through. So let's start talking some pucks. Oh, wait, no, some baseball. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Albert Pujols, first of all, tip of the cap to the Boston Red Sox. You know, Manny Machado a few weeks ago made this point. He's like, why aren't people making a bigger deal about Albert retiring? Like every stop he makes, we should be doing this. We did it for Jeter. We did it for Rivera. We did it for Chipper Jones. I mean, Albert Pujols is in the same breath, if not above a few of those guys. I agree. No, I agree. I, I maybe maybe Albert said he didn't want any of this to happen. Like he could, probably didn't say that, but I agree. He should be getting, you know, all those presents. I was around when Jeter was getting everything. Right. Uh, when, when, when Mo was getting everything and it's interesting to see like what these people came up with uh, during those times, but I, I 100% agree uh, that Poole should be getting the same treatment. I mean, he's a, uh, he's the right-handed bat of our generation. Yeah. So it was really nice. I love them giving him the old school scoreboard number five. I thought that was cool. I liked it. That walk was out there. Poppy is the big surprise was great as well. So tip of the cap to the Boston Red Sox and their fans. I thought that was an awesome, awesome delivery this weekend. As for the action, uh, the two best teams in the National League West both lost marquee players. Mookie Betts is going to be down with a cracked rib. It doesn't sound like it's going to be super long, but it, I mean, it's going to extend into July at the very least. Wouldn't be surprised if it takes him all the way to the All-Star break. And then yesterday, Manny Machado slipping on first base, trying to beat out an infield knock, uh, slips on the base. He avoided a fracture at this point, but it's a severely sprained ankle, and it's going to take the Padres' best player out for quite some time. So which team are you more worried about without their ailing star? I was going to say bets because I, I think he's going to be out longer. I've done the rib thing uh, similar fashion. I got hit with a pitch, a fastball. Um, thought it was just a bruise. The initial x-rays were negative, just the same way Mookie did. He tried to show up and play on Saturday, but it just kept nagging him. Finally, the MRI showed the cracked rib. That's so why I know what he's going through. It's going to be longer than July. I mean, this is like possibly like a two-month thing uh, before you can really get back out there and start going again. And then once you do get out there, you need to be careful with it. I went from cracking my rib to pulling obliques, man. It was just not a happy time for me. Uh, so 
I was going to say Mookie, but then I started thinking about like what Machado has meant to this Padres team. I and mean, he leads in Fangraphs war and F4 leads all of baseball. He's been the guy to step up with Tatis gone. So I think the Padres are going to miss Machado more. I'm happy that he, you know, came and it's, it's a ankle sprain. I know it's a severe ankle sprain, so I'm, I'm not sure they've given a timetable yet on it. No, or they might not even evaluate him today. Sure. So, you know, It'll be less, I believe, than Mookie as far as time missed, but I think he just has meant more to the Padres. So I'll, I'll say that injury is worse, and man, you just wish both these guys uh, speedy recoveries because they were both just going off too. So the question is, what is around them? Um, the Dodgers have not been good offensively. They just haven't been. I mean, Freddie Freeman this weekend against Cleveland hit his first home run since April. He says, I've basically been garbage the entire year. You look at the rest of that lineup, Guys just haven't been playing up to their standards. Um, with all that being said, they are guys that have done it. And some of them, i.e. Freeman, both Turners, Bellinger at times, have all done it at an elite level. I look at what's left in, in San Diego's cupboard at this point. They're going to have to be carried by guys like Jerks and Profar, who's swinging the bat very well. Luke Voigt, who's been much better as of late. Jay Cronenworth, who seems to have turned the corner again this year. They don't have the track record of those other guys I mentioned up there in L.A. Can they do it? Can that pitching staff, which has been here all year for the most part, do it, even though the bullpen has struggled as of late in San Diego? So it's the much, it's the Machado one. I mean, the one thing about Machado, not only does he put up consistent numbers, he does not miss games, dude. He hasn't been on the injured list in eight years. What's he missed? Three or four games a year, maybe? <laughs> We were when you were gone, Jolly and I were talking about the durability of Manny Machado, dude. Like, oh, yeah. he's he's a stud. We were talking about how he does not miss games, and here it goes. So, it's definitely a tough blow uh, for the Padres. And I agree. If you look at like the infield mix now, it's uh, kind of you're piecing it together. And we already yeah, said we needed an offensive upgrade there to keep it going. Uh, Machado being out is tough. I, I hope it's only like a two week thing. I, I'm hoping that's what it is. But let me tell you this. Guys got to stop wearing those, the rubber, the moldeds, because you can slip on those bases. Sometimes those bases yeah. are really slick. They paint them all the time to make sure they're looking nice and white. And if you step on them wrong, say it's wet or, or, or they're just slick. Sometimes they're just slick and you get on them yeah. with the moldeds, man. It's just, you got no traction. I know they look cool and they feel good on your feet, but I, I, I wore them every once in a while when my feet needed a break, but I always felt like, dude, I need to be careful on these things. I, I never had a problem with that because I didn't um, garner enough velocity across <laughs> the speed across the base to worry about slipping. So there you go. Uh, both those guys get back soon. We need our superstars on the field. Uh, Yanks nine game winning streak snapped on Sunday. However, they end up taking two or three up in the six. Uh, that was right after sweeping Tampa Bay. Now they start a brand new series down in St. Pete. So the lead in the American League East is a whopping 11 games over Toronto. Tampa 13 back Boston, which has been playing really good baseball over the last six weeks, still finds themselves 13 and a half back. Uh, will one of those teams get within four games of New York at some point this year? When I first read this question, I was like, of course that's going to happen. There's no, like the Yankees can't just keep up this massive lead. Then I went and looked at how many times like Toronto is that they got the best chance to do it. So how many times have they played already? They've 12. already played. 12 times yeah, and they're eight and four against Toronto. So like, that's going to be tough for Toronto to catch them. Uh, Tampa, they've played seven times They're five and two against Tampa. They're going in. Obviously if Tampa make like sweeps 
uh, this series coming up. Maybe we can talk about it then, but I don't see it happening. Boston, they have a bunch of games left for them, but I don't think Boston matches up with the Yankees this year. The Yankees tops in the league in, in uh, offense and second in the league in uh, pitching if you're going by ERA plus and OPS plus. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, they've been so fun to watch. So I'm going to answer your question and say, no, I think the Yankees go when they run away with, with this division just because – Nothing else is telling me anything different. And Toronto really doesn't have the head-to-head matchups to catch them. So the Yankees have played 66 games. They're 49 and 17. I mean, even if they just go 500 the rest of the year, it's almost going to be impossible for teams to do that unless they go on a 750 winning percentage sort of deal. Boston does have 16 games left with them. But let's say they go even 11 and 5 against them and they make up six games. They've still got to make up a bunch more. I mean, they're 13 and a half back to the Yankees. 13 and a half at this point. Now, we've seen teams come back from double-digit deficits. It happens. Man, it just sure doesn't feel like this. Like, so I was trying to find the perfect number. Like, what is the right number? I almost said five. Like, do you think anybody will get within five? That's a maybe. Maybe. I mean, you got to go down to like seven or eight. This team is just too good right now. I know. Seven, see, now... Eight, yes. I think somebody's going to get within eight. But I think, then the you start talking about not, eight games back. Like, what is that's a huge lead. I know in it the is division. right. It's not like nobody will be sweating it out in the Bronx at all. But that's the thing. Like, I would love to hear in the comments section what people think the closest anybody will get to the Yankees this year. There's just no stat that they're not good in. There's no like home road. Uh, one run game blowouts anything i mean these this team has just been incredible all year it's 15 and 6 in april 19 and 9 in may and now 15 and 2 so far in june i think the most fascinating part of their team because listen we had a lot of questions about the starting rotation it was garrett cole and the who's coming in this year and, and they have answered it as long as they stay healthy they've answered it i believe in a lot of those guys i look at that lineup and i still look at it and i'm like it's not the best yankee lineup i've ever seen I mean, Aaron Judge is out of this world, but the rest of the guys, it's like, okay, solid. I mean, right? They have a team. They have a team seven seventy two OPS. I get it, but all I'm saying is, is that if you're going to start a team, there were times during the Yankees' run, or at any point over the last twenty five years, where you're like, yeah, I'll take that guy, I'll take that guy, I'll take that guy. Here, it's Judge, Stanton is a DH, and other than that, it's not like. I've got to have Josh Donaldson as my third baseman. There's there's six or seven third basemen you'd rather have far and away than Josh Donaldson. That's not a slide on Josh Donaldson. I'm saying it's a deep position in baseball. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, there's 15 shortstops you might rather have than him. There's, right? I mean, Glaber's a guy you could argue about. I mean, Glaber's had an incredible season. It seems like yeah. they just had guys step up at, at, at times. Like Jose Trevino, I mean, he's got – an 801 OPS and he kind right. of has had some big home runs and yep. Like just they've just found guys to step up at the right moments. You're right. You're looking at their team and you're like, okay, you have a couple guys who you'd want, but they're a team. Like they're everybody kind of contributing. If one guy's if one guy's down, another guy's picking them up. And that's kind of what we've seen all season from them. And I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm kind of waiting for that like regression. I told I, I I told Yankee fans, I don't know what show it was. I'm like, you you guys have it too good right now. Like, don't get so high. Like the, the dark days are coming, but I don't I don't know if we're gonna see like a really bad month from this team. I don't think you know, so. We, we might we might see a 500 month. And if exactly. that happened, 
if we see a 500 a month, people are going to be like, oh, the Yankees are done. The Yankees are done. But no, they're not, man. Like, this they, is a really, really good baseball team. They play um, all facets of the game well. So I just don't see that, you know, whatever it could be, like a 10 and a 10 and 17 month. Like, I don't see no, that happening. No way. With all that being said, I want everybody to slow their roll about, you know, hoisting the next banner. Things oh, get yeah. really weird come October. They just, yeah, we playoffs talked about are different. Yep, playoffs are different. Hey, baseball today is presented to you by our friends at Shady Rays. They're so darn cool. I left mine in the car today. That's how much I love them. They're amazing. They make you look great. They even make me look cool. I put them on and my kids are like, you don't look half as dorky as you usually do, dad. I was like, thanks. That's because I'm wearing my Shady Rays. Thing I love most about it, in addition to making me looking like 10 years younger and way cooler, and I get some respect for my kids finally, is the fact that when I inevitably am going to sit on them or lose them, which always happens to me several times a year, Shady Rays will replace them. Every pair is backed by a lost and broken replacement. Even if you lose them or you break them on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. Now, here's the great thing about it. In addition to wearing really cool stuff, you are helping people because they also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So that means you can look great in your shades and you can feel good by making an impact. And one other thing, if you don't love them for whatever reason, and I haven't found anybody who doesn't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. So there's no risk when you purchase your Shady Rays. So what I want you to do right now, go to ShadyRays.com, use the code word today for 50% off of two plus pair of premium polarized shades. It's that simple. You can look better than the Roseman. You can help feed America on top of it and feel good about yourself. I am wearing my Cleveland Guardians hat. I'm trying to get through this, but I'm so excited about them. So excited. A outstanding West Coast swing. They swept three in Colorado. They took two out of three on in Chavez Ravine. They will start a series at Minnesota on Tuesday, just one back. Now, you and I still both think that Chicago's the team to beat in that division. But do we think that you think? Cleveland? What, we don't think so? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I want them to be, you know, where I picked them to end right. up, but that just hasn't happened. Smart just money says even it's this still weekend. Chicago as the team to beat, and they are the defending champs. So let's put that over there. Which team, Cleveland or Minnesota, is more likely to push the White Sox? You put me in a tough predicament here because I'm going to make somebody mad. They're going to make you mad or make my You're not going to make me mad. Fan. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick the twins then. Although I do, I want to talk about the guardians. I, I do love what they're doing. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, some of the teams in like 15, 16, I'm talking to um, Jason Kipnis during those years. And we weren't that good. I think this was 2013 or 14, maybe actually we weren't that good, but we were always beating them at that time. They were the Indians. And he said, will you guys stop beating us? Like we're trying to win the division. I'm like, you guys aren't that good. You're not that good. What are you talking about? Sure enough, like they had a run there. Like they were a good team. And like, I just didn't see it. And I'm wondering if the same thing is happening right in front of my eyes here. You got the starting pitching that is going off right now for Cleveland. You know, they got guys kind of up and down the lineup that are doing things offensively. You got a uh, high end talent at the back of the bullpen. So this is like a lot of the things that I love in baseball teams, Cleveland has. Um, with that being said, I still think Minnesota's offense can carry them. I need to see them make a move uh, on the pitching side because I don't think that's there for them right now. I don't know, man. 
I don't know what's going on in the AL Central. I want the Sox to be good, but every time I watch them play, like this weekend in uh, Houston, they just got beat up. Got beat well, up. they got beat up against probably the second best team in the American League. I I know, but like they got beat up. So right. they Let haven't me... showed me anything, Chris. I'm waiting for that. I know you are too. Like Vegas still says they're going to win the Central. They have the roster to do it. on paper. They can do it, but they just haven't. And by the way, Jose Abreu came out this weekend and said. Tony LaRusso is the right guy for the job. Can we stop with that stuff? That talk goes away. He didn't have to come out and say that. He came out and made a point about it. I do want to talk about my guardians and give them some love. Talk about them. They have gone 180 from everybody else in baseball. They have one dominant hitter, and he is a badass. Like, he gets just a couple pitches a game. He's getting the Barry Bonds treatment. A couple pitches a game because it's him and a bunch of who's who's at this point. Um. Everybody on this team can run except for the catching position and Josh Naylor because he's coming back from that brutal injury. Everybody else is like a plus runner on this team. They don't strike out. They don't chase. They are putting the ball in play. They are the antithesis of everything that has developed in this game over the last seven or eight years. They don't put the ball over the fence a lot, but they go gap to gap. They take 90 feet and they're always in games. Um, Bieber has gotten back to being Bieber without the velocity yeah, somehow. That's nice. Tristan McKenzie has developed mm. into a stud. Go watch one of his starts. He's giving you six or seven innings every time. His fastball plays harder than like 93 or 94. He's really turned into a nice pitcher. And um, yeah, you're right about the bullpen. Class A is just filthy, dude. Filthy. 96 mile an hour slider yesterday. He's nasty. This team is like what every team in spring training wants to be like fundamentally sound. Let's take the extra base. Let's put pressure on the defense. Let's pitch. This is what they do. And that's great for that's, I love watching that type of baseball too. It's nice to have a team that's doing this. Um, Yeah. It's going to be interesting. The central's up for grabs. And like at the beginning, I thought it was just going to be the white Sox gone. Okay. Then the twins come out and do it. Cleveland came out hot with their offense but we didn't really give them enough credit. Uh, but the White Sox haven't done shit. Okay. So like, I'm, I'm trying to still believe in this team. I'm not throwing my prediction out the window yet. I won't do that. I'm going to ride or die with that, but they got to show me something. They got to yeah. show me something. If they don't, this is going to be like one of the more interesting races. Could be a three uh, team race for one playoff spot. Could yes, be three teams one for one. Cause spot. we're not getting a wild card out of this division. Um, you and I were sitting together when I was, sifting through Twitter on Saturday and it's like, Oh, low just got DFA'd. And uh, so it sounds like he's going to be done at age 36. Certainly the way he was talking, he was basically saying, I'm tired. Body's broken down. I've been playing like shit. Sounds like it's time to move on, but it was on the 10 year anniversary of his big league start. So the brewers kept him around, even though he was struggling and they did him a, did him a real solid and here's Locaine talking about the first time in high school down in the state of Florida that he went on a baseball diamond I had a collar shirt on some jean shorts and uh <laughs> and I think some basketball shoes back then that was my very first practice I showed up to like I said I didn't have any cleats glove or anything I borrowed everything uh from the very beginning and um 
I've, I've had great people in my life to kind of push me, uh, who's helped me out a lot throughout, from my high school days all the way up to now. So um, I've definitely been very fortunate. Uh, been blessed to play as long as I did. And um, like I say, if, it, if it's the end, you know, can't really be, be upset about anything. What'd you think about what you heard there? I love it. I was going to bring up that story about him. I, I, I frequently use that story when we have all these youth baseball players solely focusing on baseball. And that's all they do. I'm like, no, you need to go play other sports, learn things from other sports, you know, learn footwork from soccer, get some strength from football, whatever it may be. Uh, Locaine's a stud, man. I got to see him uh, kind of like come out. We came out at the same time, played each other a ton. Uh, and then he became one of my worst nightmares. Uh, that outfield oh, yeah. out there in Kansas City, dude, could just go and get the ball. You know, you want to put the ball in the air usually because you get an extra base hits. Not against them. You want to keep the ball low and hard because if you put anything, if there's any hang time up in the air, it's him and Alex Gordon. Who else is out there? Somebody else is going out there and getting it. So uh, I think Dan's got a clip up here. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, this one's in ahead. Minnesota. I didn't realize how, how good a rob job this was. You know, this was this is against James Shields. I hit some homers so in my day. I could have had 107 career. Dude, that is. That is a steal job. Sorry. It's just that's one of many that this dude robbed from me. So, like, like I said, like, I love Locaine. Great guy. Uh, you know, one of the all-timers. Um, you're not going to find many people in baseball that are going to say anything bad about him. Um, but I still kind of have that, you know, salty taste in my mouth because I saw him just go and get it. Uh, but, you know, he gets the World Series. Uh, MVP three was the highest he got, I think, yep. in 2015. The guy with – was a monster offensively and defensively. He's had a great career. And you know what? I love that him. And then obviously you have to tip your cap to the Brewers for letting, letting him get to that 10 year mark. That's like super classy of the Brewers. And that's mm -hmm. what we've come to know about them. Love that organization, but yeah, Locaine, an incredible player and he deserves, you know, a, a nice little send off. I think we're going to give it to him. So he was drafted by the Brewers in 04. And then mm -hmm. he was a, a part of that Zach Greinke deal to Kansas mm -hmm. city. Then he went back and signed the big deal in, in Milwaukee and people might look at the money and they say, well, you know, of course the brewers are going to keep him around. They were paying him 18 million, regardless of whether they were going to DFA him or not. It was a roster spot. It was a roster spot. And he was still helping him out in center field. When he'd get out there, he could still make some catches occasionally, but he was having a really tough time at the dish. Um, the one thing I think about when I hear his comments real quickly are the number of kids that we are missing out in this sport because they don't have cleats, because they don't have pants, because they can't afford a glove, because they're not introduced to the sport until their sophomore year in high school. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. Yeah, we, we've been better off because Lorenzo Cain has been in the game. So Absolutely. Whoever sent, him, whoever sent him out there uh, his sophomore year of high school, like, good job. And there are probably people who are going to comment, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? You want your best players. You want the best athletes playing whatever sport they can, right? We, I th I'll tell you the problem. I, what I think is the problem. Yes. I think kids, when they're young, when you put them in baseball at, you know, five, six years old, I mean, the game is slow for them. So you need really good coaches to make them like playing. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of really good coaches out there. So if you're a dad or you want to volunteer, go do it. Be a good coach. That's how you get people to stay in this game. Because it's not – that fun of a game for young kids. There's not a ton of action all the time. There's a lot of standing around, a lot of picking the weeds or looking at the clouds or whatever, but good coaches can make it fun. And that's what you have to do. That's, that's how you get people to continue to play this game. I would agree with that. 
However, as kids are getting to like Brady's age, you know how expensive the sport is? If you want to get better, it's a problem. I'm talking about not having opportunity for low-income families. It's, yeah. it, it's a major issue, right? I mean, Brady's going to a camp next week. It ain't cheap. He's had some lessons. Those things aren't cheap. I mean, people will say, well, you know, you can work on your own with coaches and stuff like that. Now, if you're trying to get to an elite level, it's not like going to a basketball court where all you need is a basketball and a pair of sneakers. Yeah. It is a different investment. I think you can do it a little differently now with all the tech and you can, you can put your numbers up. If you say you go to a facility, you can do that, or you can buy, you know, a rap soda or something like that. I know that costs money too. It all costs. I don't, I don't believe in all these showcases and all these tournaments. I think they're money grabbed by organizations. They are. You can be seen now using your, your phone. Like there are alternate ways, alternative ways to do this. So that's a huge problem basis that's a that's a topic for another day you think yeah, it is for another but day it did but it did make me think about it based on what i heard yeah. out of locaine's mouth right where guys showing up in jean shorts and sneakers just made me think about it that's all and if you're a, a baseball player like go invite your friends to play baseball like just like go spread the word man like it's right. a great sport i think that's that has to happen too uh happy father's day to you once again i hope you got to see your kids last I did. night I did. it was home. great it Good. was great yeah. yeah, and I got to spend the whole weekend with Brady. For people that didn't see my Instagram story, Jimmy and Jake were nice enough to let him play in this tournament that we had, and he had a black. He loves you, by the way. He's like, I love Brady. <laughs> Brady's a monster. He's big. Like he? I didn't know he was that big. He's a big boy. I know he's slow though, isn't he? He's pretty slow. That's yeah. just that's gonna come. Like work those legs out. Some some sprint he's drills. Got, He'll be all right. Doesn't he have like the biggest legs? Yeah, they're huge. They're like tree trunks, dude. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, we had so many great Father's Day moments. I hope all the wonderful fathers out there enjoyed their time on their on Sunday with their families or maybe just locking themselves in a silent room with a beer. Uh, what was the best Father's Day moment for you that you saw? I just saw this. I had another one. Um, there was a player for the um, Diamondbacks who hit a grand slam with his dad. Bubba and, Kennedy. And, yeah. So I, I was going to go with that. Then I saw that Chris Archer found out he was pitching um and then ended up flying his dad out to to uh, arizona as well i just love all those stories you know like i, I think that. that's really cool he found out he was starting flew his dad out there to have him in the stands um i can't even imagine what it's like to have a son play major league baseball right i think you'd just be so proud i'm proud of my son when he's seven years old or not even yep. seven years old i'm proud of everything he does and i'm sure you can feel that way too but totally uh all those are really cool what do you got so I, there were three of them on the field that I thought were great. Yeah, you talked about Bubba Kennedy hitting the grand slam. It was his first major league home run. By the way, Bubba Rio Kennedy pitch. is the grandson of Don Money, who was a shortstop. He had over a, he had like a 14-year show career. Um, he played for the 1982 American League champion Milwaukee Brewers in the World Series. So his grandfather was kind of cool connection. Uh, Jackson Winsky, a three-homer game for the Pirates, including a walk-off job in front of his dad. I thought that was awesome. But Gerard Encarnacion making his major league debut for the Miami Marlins, hitting a grand slam uh, in his first at bat, I believe, and then oh, sharing what? the moment with his dad that was there. That was see incredible. That oh, the, you know, uh, Dan's going to edit in the video of he and his dad embracing on Instagram. It was fantastic. But I will say this. The best story I saw 
was the father-son tandem in Washington, D.C. They're actually from Bethesda, Maryland. Philip and Aiden Druhan, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. So Aiden's the son. His dad works his ass off. He was working on Saturday. He was like, Dad, I got his tickets to the Nationals game. And Juan Soto is going to hit you a home run. And you're finally going to get that baseball. And Juan Soto, I think it was like section 228 or whatever it was up there, hits a home run. Philip catches the ball. Juan Soto ended up signing the ball for him. Cool moment. He That's said, amazing. Dad, you do so much for all of us. I want to pay for tickets to the game. And you're going to get a freaking home run ball. That's incredible, dude. Really good. Love that. Love Go it. Father's Day. Go us. Go fathers. Go fathers are dads. important. And be a good dad. If you're going to be a dad, be a good dad. Don't be a bad dad. Oh, please don't get me started on that. It's All a right. very important job, people. It's the most important job you will have and most rewarding. Yes. And most frustrating at times and everything. But that's what comes with it. Um, what do you have coming up on John Boy? After this, we're going to be doing our Monday uh, recap episode, which is my favorite episode that we do on Talking Baseball. We'll do that. Um, and then, you know, just we're kind of back on schedule here. You and I are going to be here, I believe, Monday through Wednesday. Then maybe fill-ins Thursday, Friday. Is that right? Yeah, Joe's is in Thursday, Friday. I got to go to Vegas. I have a, a little battle bots shindig. Yeah, I you do. Host. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be here every uh, every day doing baseball today this week. And then, yeah, the typical talking baseball schedule. We're back on it. What do you got? Alec Manoa uh, interviewed him last week. Um, great kid. He's just awesome. Dan was shit talking him on Twitter this weekend. Listen, Yankees took it to him. Uh, he doesn't run and hide from anything. He's got a great bravado. He's got a great personality. He has a wonderful balance between wanting to be an elite pitcher. And we will see him in Los Angeles in a month, at the all-star game representing the blue Jays, but understanding what it took for him to get there and how appreciative he is and how it's not just about baseball. It's about how it's about making people better. You'll just, you'll feel better. You know how, like I always say, I feel better when I talk to Miggy Rowe, mm -hmm. you will feel better after you listen to Alec Manoa. Just going to tell you, you'll feel better. Okay. This is, I get excited for all your episodes, Chris, on the Chris Rose rotation, but there are some that stand out to me. This is one that stands out to me that I'm going to yeah. have to go ahead and definitely, I'm going to go on a run. Good. I'm run like six miles. Great. And the whole time I'll be listening to you and Alec talk. Oh, that's sweet. Very nice. I appreciate that. Uh, it's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, I want to thank Jerry Blevins and Jolly Olive for sitting in last week. They did a great job. I always appreciate it. Joe's will knock it out of the park as always this Thursday and Friday. Uh, Dan Rourke, Good to see you back. Get healthy, Dan my friend. Work. Uh, for Trevor Plouffe, I'm Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.